0: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: This is The Rob Carson Show, and this is our number we We've got a lot of things to uh, to get to, including... the, uh, well, we've all heard about January the 6th, the pipe bombs that were laying near the, uh, the DNC and RNC headquarters. Darren Vady of Revolver News uh, revealed that videotape shows that uh, a Capitol Police officer discovered the bomb. He went over and he told the Secret Service and DC police about it. They did nothing about it at all. And there are rumors that uh, these bombs were planted as a distraction. We'll get to all of that. Because uh, uh, Thomas Massey has, uh, has, has learned some new things. Uh, and this is insight. This is from the Capitol Police about their involvement in it. And what did I say about January the 6th? On January the 7th of the same year, I said it was a Reichstag moment. Duh. <laughs> it was fairly obvious. A million people show up to protest the government's involvement in the election, and then uh, and then that happened, and then uh, you couldn't talk about it, couldn't talk about it at all, couldn't say anything about it. So uh, that's on the way. Also, I'm going to get into this Cory Bush thing. This is fantastic. It's like uh, it's like Fannie Willis uh, 2.0. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, what has the world come to? McDonald's customer left outraged at being charged $7.29 for a single Egg McMuffin at a Connecticut restaurant. Does that surprise you? It's Connecticut after all. I went the other day to McDonald's, and, uh, and I, we don't do McDonald's anymore. You, you can order uh, pizza for the family for less than McDonald's now it's gotten to be unbelievable right now a quarter pounder with cheese just the burger which is a little bitty burger but it's not a really big burger you always say it's a quarter pounder oh my god no, not really much of a burger it's a little bitty burger uh it's seven dollars and 69 cents where i live for the yeah seven dollars and for the burger then when you add fries and whatever you're going to drink with it 12 bucks 14 bucks uh, you've times four that's 48 dollars you can get Papa John's for half of that. You can get Domino's for half of that. Unbelievable. Or you can just make it your own. It's ridiculous. So a, a McDonald's customer left astounded at paying $7.29 for a single Egg McMuffin. Uh, Bespoke Investment Group posted a picture of the customer's seat, 7 dollars for one Egg McMuffin. Uh, the bill records the purchase of two Egg McMuffins for $14.58, one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Oh, God, they're so good. And uh, without... Uh, uh, without uh, Two strips of bacon, $7.19. The uh, individual McDonald's are uh, independent, owned, and operated. They, they uh, of course, determine how much they're going to cost and how much it costs them to do business. And I would imagine that business in Connecticut is pretty darn high. Uh, somebody tweeted online, uh, five guys prices at McDonald's? It's officially not convenient or affordable anymore. Might as well go to the store and buy hamburger meat. Hamburger meat. There you go. That's what my, mu- my wife calls it. She calls it hamburger meat. I call it hamburger. Uh, trouble in paradise. John Fetterman's wife, Giselle Fetterman, has deleted social media pages amid rumors about their marriage. You know what happened to uh, John Fetterman? You ever know when your computer isn't working, you know, and you can't get anything right? What do they usually tell you to do? They turn it on and turn it off. Start it over again. <laughs> John Fetterman's brain—he was thinking as a radical leftist his entire life—has a massive stroke, wakes up for, from it, and is all of a sudden conservative in a lot of ways, including literally taunting these uh, pro-Palestinian uh, protesters where, with an Israeli flag, making fun of them. He, he's like acting like a conservative, defending the working man and everything. So apparently, the reboot of his brain uh, may have worked. And and uh, you know what happens when you uh, when you become conservative around radical leftist friends. Friends, right and and neighbors and maybe even your relationship they drop you they don't want to have anything to do with you so Giselle Fetterman has been by her man since he suffered a stroke uh, uh, she's acted as John Fetterman's nurse and handler after the stroke fiercely defended him against he uh, criticism of his uh, inability to I don't know speak and stuff on the campaign trail and uh, and now she is completely uh, I guess erasing everything about her from his social media pages because apparently his brain is working fine right now. A little song that Jim Gossett did about Fonnie Willis hiring her boyfriend to persecute Donald Trump.
2: Sleep with Fonnie Willis All the money you made Nice work if you can get it. You can if you are Nathan Wade. You're gonna pay me 700K. The lawyer's funny hired, and we get to have sex. Made half of what Nathan made, and go on vacation. They should both be fired. Fulton County, you have been played. Yeah. Driving a new Audi. Your suits are custom made. Hey, he looks good too. Nice work if you can get it. And you can get it if you're Nathan Wade. Lining your own pockets, the people you betray. Nice work if you can get it, and you can get it if you're Nathan Wade. Or in the case of Corey Bush, her
1: husband. Yeah. So yesterday, this, uh, this story exploded out of everywhere. Squad member and progressive Democrat uh, Corey Bush denied she misused funds for private security. She blamed right-wing organizations <laughs> for spurring the Justice Department's investigation. She uh, married one of her bodyguards, has spent more than $750,000 on security since she was elected in 2020 out of her campaign account. Isn't that interesting? She said, I, "I I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services." Bow chicka bow. We are fully cooperating with this investigation. Uh, here is a little bit from uh, Cory Bush. This is the report yesterday on uh, on MSNBC, and a little bit of Cory Bush's response to hiring her boyfriend at an enhanced rate for protection
3: this moments ago, Cory Bush spoke from the steps of the Capitol about the DOJ investigation into her spending on security. Let's listen in. All
4: right. So first and foremost, I hold myself, my campaign, and my position to the highest levels of integrity.
1: Well, obviously those levels have been lowered over the years.
4: I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. We are fully cooperating with this investigation and I would like to take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth.
1: Yeah, okay, well, um, sure, whatever. Uh, the investigation follows an ethics watchdog demanding an investigation into 62K. She paid her now husband, Courtney Merritts. Courtney Merritt, that's fantastic. From her campaign funds, she used campaign funds for personal use. It was uh, revealed that Bush, a, a Democrat from uh, Missouri, married Courtney Merritt in a private ceremony in early 2023. In 2022, he was on the payroll of her re-election campaign. Uh, it appears Representative Bush campaign may have made payments for services that were unnecessary <laughs> or above fair market value. But when you get older and you're married for a while, you'll realize those services are are increasingly valuable. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> above fair market value because of her personal relationship with the payee. Because I think she was getting a little more out of this relationship than the other security people. If so, these payments would qualify as either an impermissible payments to a family member or an impermissible gift. In accordance with all the applicable rules, I retain my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has an extensive experience in this area. Now uh he was paid as Bush's security guard despite not having a license which is required by the St. Louis Police Department according to uh, a report uh yeah uh, by the way also uh, she took Keith for spending 500,000 on private security despite her impassioned pleas to defund the police so she's a the ultimate uh, uh you know typical i guess um Democrat, hypocrite, let, let them eat cake, liberal. Uh, you know, you, uh, you uh, fly in a crappy uh, uh, you know, coach while I fly in a private jet. You drive a crappy EV while I drive in a motorcade of vehicles. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Here's uh, Megyn Kelly talking about Corey Bush. And then you'll hear Corey Bush saying that she spends a lot of money on her security, which it turns out she was really paying for a little bow a bow And screw you uh, if you have a problem with her defunding the police
0: is a controversial member of the squad. She is a BLM activist who got involved locally in protests over Michael Brown and parlayed that into a congressional career, first black woman to represent Missouri in Congress. Very, very big on defund police. But her use of public monies to pay for her own security as she's yeah. trying to defund police. Sure,
1: she was banned for security.
0: So if you're a poor black person in the inner city, you don't get coverage. No. But if
4: you're Corey Bush, you're good. No. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to to allow that. So if I end up spending two hundred thousand, if I spend ten, ten, ten more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen.
1: Wow. That is just the uh, again, one of those uh, one of those uh, slights that show you the Democrats don't give a crap about you at all. Fantastic. Bush's campaign paid merits, merits, I know, his name's merits, uh, 24 bi-weekly installments of 2500 bucks in 2020, bi-weekly, I guess that's what, is that 2500 bucks every two weeks or 2500 bucks twice a week? Because that would be pretty damn good if you get 5000 a week. I don't know. It uh, paid another $250,000 to Peace Security. I guess she got a piece of that, is what. what <laughs> a St. Louis-based firm, obviously very firm. Yeah, I'm going to go there again with the 14-year-old humor lines on this, because, you know, that's what it And $50,000 to Nathaniel Davis, according to the FEC. Here's a little bit from uh, Newsmax when they broke the story yesterday about Corey Bush.
3: House Sergeant-at-Arms announcing that it had received a subpoena by the Justice Department. Early reports pointed to a House Democrat for allegedly misusing security funds from their members' representational allowance. Uh, This was actually brought to light on the House floor. The House clerk reading this as part of uh, a routine disclosure on the House floor. And, of course, we can now report that, according to six sources that were sourced by one of these Capitol Hill newsletters, Punchbowl, they are saying that this has to do with Missouri Democrat Congresswoman Cori Bush. Uh, She was questioned by reporters late last night about this investigation. She reportedly declined to comment and actually reprimanded that reporter for approaching her because she had a toothache. She
1: had a toothache. So how dare you come up to me and and ask me a question about spending money so I can hire my boyfriend using campaign funds. I don't know. Maybe they went on vacation. Have no idea. But I got a toothache. Um,
3: She, of course, was first elected to the House in 2020. And again, a watchdog has demanded that the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, investigate uh, the $62,000 that Congresswoman Bush paid her now husband as a security Guard nice work.
1: Her campaign account. There you go. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes you wonder why. It, she kind of fits a profile, right? And this is your, this is racist. No, it's not. I want you to think about this. Uh, you've got uh, Marilyn Mosby in uh, in Baltimore using uh, money out of her 401k to buy vacation property. You've got Kim Fox. She's other Soros. you got Letitia James. you got uh, Corey Bush, uh, not a, uh, not a, uh, she, she actually was a, um, She's elected and all that. Uh, and then and then of course you got Fonnie Willis. And and then you got, oh, I don't know, Katanji Brown Jackson to the US Supreme Court. And then you got Claudine Gay as the as the head of Harvard. What do they all have in common? Well they all check two boxes. And I I know now what the result what DEI is there for. It's not just to deplace and punish those who are perceived as privileged, it is also to put people in positions of power who are unapproachable. It is, to, it is to put people in power so that if they are in any way, shape, or form found to be uh, corrupt or, or in the case of Claudine Gay, uh, uh, an anti-Semite and plagiarist, that they are unassailable because they are black and they are women. Throw in lesbian and transgender, you know, you can't do anything about it. But that's exactly what's going on here. That's exactly what has happened. And if you think it's just about punishing privileged people, that's not the case. It's about putting people in who are perceived as victims so they are unassailable when they do really stupid, corrupt crap. There you go. That's my analysis. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So first we had uh, Fonny Willis. Now we got Corey Bush both hiring their boyfriends, had exorbitant salaries above the market rate, both underqualified. Corey Bush's security boyfriend, now husband, uh, didn't have a license. Yeah, there you go. And then, of course, we all know that uh, Fonny Willis' boyfriend uh, became a lead prosecutor in the Donald Trump case. Even though he's a largely a divorce attorney, of all things, and has no experience at all in felony convictions. So, uh, you know, and, and, I'll, and I say again, the reason why they, they choose uh, DEI candidates is because they're unassailable, because you're immediately caused racist, called racist or sexist. That's what it is. You know, that's, that's what I believe. You uh, people who are uh, in office or in charge who are utterly corrupt and utterly uh, unqualified to do what they do. So there's uh, my theory. We got a guy named uh, Troy on the phone. Troy wants to talk about why uh, why I would vote for Donald Trump. Troy, welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Love to hear what you have to say. What's going on today?
5: Oh, it was Tony, Tony. not Troy. Okay, go ahead, uh, Tony. What were you just talking about? Oh, uh, hey, listen, the the DA, Farney Willis, the guy she uh, <laughs> appointed as the special counsel. If he's so underqualified yada 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 so wouldn't that be good for the defense yada yada
1: there's no yada 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 if you're qualified and you're going to be a prosecutor you want the most qualified person to be there
5: so if they have someone that is not qualified shouldn't that help him shouldn't
1: that uh, help Donald Trump Wow that's his, uh, uh co-defender. I, 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 honestly uh, so you want to make the standard that you you put in the most unqualified people to go after people as prosecutors and and you I, say I that that's a benefit for the Republican party.
5: No, 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 no! You're saying that the special prosecutor is unqualified to do his job. Wouldn't now, you be
1: a special a prosecutor.
5: Defense, if I'm a defendant, I'm like rubbing my hands together. Okay. So well, that's get, not we're the gonna, we're gonna we're gonna win this case because this dude is unqualified.
1: Well, okay, I, I, I understand. We <clears throat> go ahead, Tony. The, the problem is not that. The problem is that she's spent him, she's paying him so much, he's not qualified to do the job, and she has not put him in the position no, because qualified. she's going to be, the, 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 I don't, that doesn't even matter. I don't care. Of course I love it with unqualified people, care. but I will tell you, Tony, she is an unintelligent person. She is in a position of power, and she decided to use public funds to pay her boyfriend and bring her on the case, which shows that she's unqualified and unintelligent. So as far as him, I, I you know... It, It doesn't matter whether or not I feel like he'll present a good case. The matter is nepotism, that she used uh, money to go after Donald Trump and use public funds without telling anyone about it and appointing him as a special prosecutor is part of the case. That's what the issue
5: is. So actually, it's not part of the case. The case is about the election in in Georgia.
1: Okay, now you're trying to distract me again.
5: What's your point exactly, Tony? No, how is that a distraction? It's the topic. It's the case in Georgia. And I'm telling you, if the prosecutor is so bad, they should, the, the defense should be happy.
1: So you're saying that I should look beyond all malfeasance, all of the government, federal government involved in, in this case, in this political indictment of Donald Trump, and be happy because the lead prosecutor, who is corrupt, hired her boyfriend who is unqualified. Be happy about that. Well, that's what you're saying, Tony. Am I missing no, anything? Anybody? Am, I, am I missing I what? should be happy that the prosecutor is a shill paid for by the Biden administration who's got $14 million from the Biden administration to go after Donald Trump and has decided to use that as a gravy train for her boyfriend. Because her boyfriend is an incompetent boob, I should be happy about it.
5: Yes, because you trying to get off.
1: <laughs> well, I think she's already gotten off. Oh, I mean Trump? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Tony, I, I do no, appreciate your, your argument, phone call. I, I appreciate your argument, your, I, your argument, I, argument I, makes no sense. Exactly. I agree. Your argument like does not have any else sense. Else Thank Republicans you. Republicans do. Everything what other no things sense. are what else what else do we do that makes no sense? Like pl- close okay, down the border I, that's I, open.
5: I, I ask you this.
1: Are you are you married? Uh you sure, or why? Are you married to a woman? Yes, and she's always been a woman.
5: And you don't have no problem voting for someone, voting for a rapist.
1: Oh, dear God in heaven, Tony. Thanks for the phone call, bro. I appreciate it. There's no evidence that Donald Trump raped Eugene Carroll. There was no video evidence. She didn't know what year it was. Donald Trump offered DNA. She said it was on a dress. She did not accept it. The dress was not around when she was the uh, claim that Donald Trump raped her. She lifted the story from a TV series. I can go on and on and on, Tony. Please call in with a better argument instead of just obfuscation and nonsense. I do appreciate your phone call uh, because now the, the uh, you know, the country can see who i'm up against and realize it's not a fair fight because i'm a- i do appreciate uh, tony and woodlawn for calling the show uh not exactly sure what the point he was trying to make he was trying to do some sort of slam dunk on me and maybe he left uh, satisfied with that conversation <laughs> He said that I should be happy that uh, corrupt Fawny Willis used uh, federal money and state money to hire her boyfriend to uh, persecute Donald Trump on uh, on cl- political charges because uh, he's not qualified. So I should be thrilled and look past the illegality of what she's done and the, uh, the indictment that is political with literally money coming from the White House for it, and because she hired her boyfriend, uh, who she paid at an exorbitant rate much more than other experts in the field, that I should be thrilled that she hired an incompetent boob to... Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Then he said something about, are you married to a woman? I'll tell you what. You guys, you know what we need to do, and, and I do appreciate Tony uh, calling, cause, and I think even more so, you appreciate Tony calling, right? After you heard what he did and said and what I, how he I responded, you're like, hell yeah, yeah. Please keep that stuff coming. But uh, we need to overwhelm uh, the left with joy. And uh, and just and, and take mockery away from them. And I think I do a pretty good job of that here on the show, because honestly, there's there's no point in engaging uh, people like Tony seriously. You know, you can be polite and everything, but it, it, their, their debates, their 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 stone throwing and their arguments are nonsensical. They're they're just nonsensical. And so I'm taking mockery back from the left every single day on this show. Yeah. Hey, let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. Barbara, oh what's, wrong? Oh what's up with you today?
6: Hey, what? Brian, you are kicking it, knocking it, kicked it through the field goal, all of that. You're doing it all. <laughs> Thank How you. Thank you. Was he really serious, this guy? You know what? Hey.
1: You, I know, you know, you believe- know what he, you know what, Barbara, you know what he was trying to do. He was trying to do yeah, what trolls what? do on what trolls do on the web. Trolls, yeah, turn on, yeah. turn on your radio. Turn on your radio. Hold on. He, he trolls whenever you put something on. They'll they'll come up with a snide, stupid remark, and then when you respond to them, they they elevate it a little bit. They continue their stupidity. And he was going to try and do that today. He was going to try and I guess some sort of a gotcha boom, moment or something. I, I don't know uh, that I should be glad that it, it, honestly it was it fell completely flat. Uh, it you know,
6: it did. It yeah, but that, it did. Yeah. I just want to yeah. let you know, Baltimore is listening to you and we love you. Not only in Baltimore, I have family members in Georgia and Florida listening to you now. And I'm well, so glad because people are waking up. They're waking up.
1: I know they are. I know yes, they are Barbara, they are. and, and yes, you know we we were. we we got a lot of things to worry about. You know we've got now uh, the the Middle East uh, in flames because Joe Biden is a feckless fool who's oh never gotten anything God. right, and oh, everybody God. knows it, He's and and so everybody crap. knows that. It, it, you know, it, it, we're, we're worried about this, worried about the southern border. You got 25,000 Chinese nationals coming across the southern border after Joe Biden allowed a a, a, a spy balloon to fly over the country. And he's gotten $10 million from Chinese communists. Yeah. And the Penn Biden Center's got $70 million. So all of us got our hackles up on that. And, and we know something is going to happen. We it's know that, happen. Uh, that we're being lied to about it. And honestly, Barbara, we're all awake to it. Uh, you, you're awake really to it. I'm awake, awake to,
6: it. to it. Yes, we are. And all I can say is this: I'm so grateful that you're there on the on the way on the newsways that you're just talking about this and keeping it out front so we know what's going on. But I tell you what: get a lot of water. Everybody needs to stock up. Get your bottle water. Get your keep your powder dry. It's time yeah. to keep your powder yeah. dry. That's yeah. the time it is, Rob. I don't know what else. Yeah. To say. I'm done. Well, I, I, I know Either what you or. mean. I love you. Love
1: you. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. I, I am here to be a Paul Revere. That's, that's my goal here. I, I am I'm here to be about. a Paul Revere. Yes. yes. And, and, you know, every, every conservative host should be there to alert people to what is really going on because the mainstream media is going to lie to you about it. Yes.
6: Yes. Yes. So. Thank you so much. God. But you know what? And I will just say this. Get your venison. Get your, get your meat. Put, get freezers. Stock up. Get ready. Keep your powder yeah. dry, have a lot of it, and be ready because I do believe something is coming. I just do. I feel it. All right.
1: Well, I appreciate your phone call. What we need to do, and have, have a blessed day. Love you too, girl. Um, what we have to do is we have to be prepared. We have to overwhelm them. We have to make it evidently clear that we are not going to take this anymore and that we are not going to be ruled. That's it. They're going to try it. They, they have some sort of a plan ready to go. We have to make it eminently clear to them that their, their plan will fail because the American people are overwhelming against, overwhelmingly against it. This is Vivek Ramaswamy. This is the night that he, uh, he conceded defeat to Donald Trump. Listen to what he had to say because I've been saying the same thing. Let's do this, guys. It's good
0: to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. Nope. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Amen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand this for. This is
1: what I've been saying. It's a small bunch of people.
0: And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to
1: victory in this war. And we have to become ungovernable. That's it. And, and this includes you uh, you federal employees. You know, you, we have to become ungovernable. We have to pit such a fit they realize that they are not going to go any further with their... With their despicable plans. Here's a little bit more from Vivek, in case you uh, in case you missed it. It is
0: a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know, what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776, ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence, that you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content
1: of your character Imagine and that. your
0: contributions. Yes. And affirmative action. End
1: DEI. We are done with the nonsense. And the amazing thing is all of those things are collapsing. They are. They're, they're collapsing under their own. And the more desperate that the left becomes, they, they will become increasingly desperate as they continue to lose. It's just the way it is. This is Glenn Beck. I found Glenn Beck. And, you know, sometimes Glenn is, uh, you know, a little out there, but, uh, you know, spot on. Uh, brilliant, brilliant man. Brilliant man. Uh, an amazing broadcaster. And he says that the left is coming undone and they will have two choices they will have two choices and here they are uh,
2: my thoughts are again all of this is coming undone which makes me wonder what the plan is uh next you know when when you've got this plan it's going well and you've got everybody you know playing their role and 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 the victim is not aware it's great but soon as the victim is uh, aware, we're the victim by the way we're like wait a minute that person, that person, this thing. Th- yeah,
1: maybe all that COVID stuff was a bunch of crap just to cover, just to destroy the country and and put your business out of business and exert control and, and usurp the First Amendment.
2: Yeah, yeah. This thing, this thing. I think they're all in cahoots on something. Yeah, the
1: southern border. Yeah, now now there's new uh, new uh, uh, studies that show that UN money is being used to funnel people into the United States exclusively from all over the world. UN money.
2: It. What happens? They either have to get out and run, mm-hmm. or they've got to change their plans and uh, do something else that. Uh, makes their plan happen faster Uh because they're all being exposed. Yes. All of this is being exposed. And the American people, for the first time, are starting to wake up. So it either comes undone and the American people get their freedom back. That's right. Or they're going to become more oppressive.
7: Yes.
1: Yeah, there you go. Like uh, putting um, pro-life protesters in jail for 11 years for peacefully sitting outside of, a, of a, uh, an abortion provider and singing hymns and not blocking people coming in and out. Or putting January the 6th protesters in jail for 20 years when they weren't even in town and there was no insurrection. They'll become increasingly desperate, lashing out. That's why I say Democrats. They're like, uh, they're like movie vampires. They die, and when they, when, they're, when their uh, plans die, they, they grab, and they, uh, and they uh, uh, try to pull us into hell with them. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Let's talk about E. Jean Carroll, shall we? And to start it off, let's, uh, let's have a little uh, comedic palate cleanser from Mr. Jim Gossett, exclusively on The Rob Carson Show e It's beautiful That award they gave you She can feed her cats now
2: Some say it was All 70 Of of her cats Eighty-three million bucks Soon you'll be out of luck Yeah, she's not going to keep it When it's overturned E.G. And
1: I will explain why that's going to happen coming up. E.G. Is that a buddy burning on your stove? Just watch her gloat.
7: She's vindictive and mean.
6: I'd say it's a safe bet.
2: Yes. That you never met. Didn't prove it enough. E-Gine.
1: E-Gine. So, uh, Greg Kelly was on last night uh, on Newsmax. Newsmax does a great job. They're one of the few conservative news outlets that uh, the uh, the anchors don't change their stripes. And Greg Kelly is one of those truth tellers. Here he is talking about the uh, E. Carroll case. And if Troy and Woodlawn still, or Tony, it's Tony, not Troy. It was, I think I kind of made him mad when I called him Troy. But anyway, Tony and Woodlawn, if you're still listening.
8: That this woman, e. Jean Carroll, doesn't even know the date of the alleged incident.
1: Doesn't know the year it occurred. Yeah. That there is absolutely. They also changed the statute of limitations. They passed a bill so they could go after Donald Trump, even though the statute of limitations was completely over. And and by the way, the FBI ignores cases against Hunter Biden, so it'll be uh, beyond the statute of limitations. Thought so you should know that.
8: No evidence to back it up. No security camera footage. Nope. No DNA evidence. No. Nope. No police report. No. No, she wrote it in a book. No, there was no police report, but she got all raped and everything. And she showed up on some fake news shows.
1: And she didn't say
8: anything and reported to Bergdorf Goodman. This woman has serious, serious issues.
1: And, and it's also funded by the guy who owns LinkedIn, who's also given money to uh, a lot of Democrats and Nikki Haley. The word rape carries
6: so many sexual. Connotation. This was not sexual.
8: I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think
6: most sexual... people think of rape as being sexy. Mm.
1: I can honestly say, no, never. Uh, let me think here. No, of course not. Let's take a short break. Think of
6: the fantasies.
8: Mm-hmm. The jury wasn't able to see that. How about these tweets? Ah, they, the way the jury couldn't see that? That's interesting. Where she made some horrendously awful, disgusting observations about sex, men, women, herself. Also the fact that years after the alleged assault, she said she was a fan of The Apprentice. Oh, yeah. I mean, massive Apprentice fan. The jury wasn't allowed to see that.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, and then there's this. Alina Habba is questioning whether the uh, a new trial is uh, uh, warranted after a report alleging a conflict of interest between E. Jean Carroll's lawyer and the judge. New York Post reported on Saturday that Manhattan federal judge uh, Lewis Kaplan and Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, worked together in the 90s at the same uh, law firm, and she was his or he was her mentor. Yeah, if your honor truly worked with Ms. Kaplan in any capacity, especially if there's a mentor-mentee relationship, that fact should not should have been disclosed before any case involving these parties was permitted to proceed. There's a whole lot of that going on with regard to cases against Donald Trump. There's no evidence, but the uh, like, for instance, instance of, instance of a, an insurrection, it didn't happen. There's no evidence he wasn't charged. There's no evidence he did. Never been a, never been uh, convicted of it. This issue is particularly concerning since the plaintiff's other lead counsel, Sean Crowley, Crowley, served as your honor's law clerk, and we were previously advised that your honor co-officiated her wedding. Well, that's interesting. So the other counsel, Sean Crowley, served as the judge's law clerk, and the judge uh, officiated the wedding of that person. Other than that, nothing to see here at all, not one little bit. Here is uh, Seb Gorka, the great Seb Gorka on Newsmax, talking about the E. Jean Carroll settlement.
7: This woman was awarded $83.3 million, not because President Trump sexually assaulted her, because that didn't happen. No, it didn't. But because she lost her job as a columnist at the age of 76 for four years, because President Trump said, I didn't rape you. That's the America we live in. Yeah. President Trump told the truth publicly. I had nothing to do with that woman. She is a liar.
1: Tony says that Donald Trump is a rapist because of the evidence. There is no
7: evidence. And because he said that, allegedly she lost her column for four years and now she's getting eighty three million (laughs) dollars. What was she getting paid? Twenty million a year. So let's be clear. In America, if you say you didn't rape somebody, you can lose $83 million in a court cell. All right,
1: a little bit more from Seb Gorka on the other side of this break, and this is The Rob Carson Show.
9: You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be what that she's
1: going to shore up women's rights because you know there's that massive hue and cry across america for i guess shoring up
6: women's rights
4: might look like yes rachel women. yes tell me. i had
6: such such great ideas <laughs> for all the good i'm going to do with this money first thing rachel You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new. That
1: almost like sounds like they got a cozy relationship.
6: Wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you? All
1: seventy of your cats will get new cat toys.
6: Penthouse, it's yours, Rachel.
1: Yeah, that may have just screwed her case uh, if it's appealed here, and it's uh, it's going to be appealed, by the way, uh, because uh, she has revealed her motivations as being purely financial. Uh, There's no evidence that Donald. Trump raped her. Uh, I'll, I'll go through it again. Uh, that She didn't know what year it was. They finally agreed, I guess, on 96. The dress that she wore that she said she was raped in uh, was not available at that time. Uh, she said there was DNA evidence. Donald Trump offered to give up the DNA. Uh, she refused. All sorts of testimony and facts were not allowed by the judge that would have exonerated Donald Trump. It's going the same way with other cases. They're doing the same damn thing. We're hearing today about possibly the uh, Judge Ingeron uh, coming to a decision on whether Donald Trump uh, overinflated the value of his properties in New York City. uh, And they're saying they want a $470 million judgment. The the judge will probably find Trump guilty and make it a billion. Uh, Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Because he's a corrupt a-hole. There you go. Uh, All of these judges are. And when you do this to the uh, to the court system, it's going to rain down on you when you are no longer in power. It's going to come back and it's going to come back tenfold because you've really ticked this off. Because if you take away the vote, if you take away representation and you take away the legal system and weaponize it, then you who have done this, you're going to pay dearly for what you did. Donald Trump, you, you cannot just go to a bank and say, yeah, this building's worth $80 million, and it's only worth $60 million. You know why? Because the bank will go to the building, and they will do an assessment, and they'll do a market impact study, or whatever the hell they need, and they'll discover whether or not it's a good risk to give the money to that individual. I hate to tell you this, uh, there have been times where I probably said, "No, my house was worth more." When I was trying to get a home equity loan, because the county always comes in low. They say your house, oh, your house is only worth two hundred thousand. You know that you could sell it for three hundred thousand dollars. You want a home equity loan, and so you've got to tell the county, "No, my house is worth three hundred million or three hundred thousand dollars." That, I guess, would, would cause me to be fined 370 or $470 million. It is utterly ridiculous. It is purely political, and everybody knows about it. It is unbelievable. This rape case is a joke. This this New York case is a joke. The Fonnie Willis case about election interference is a joke. It is a ham-handed Cuban-esque uh, attempt to uh, take Trump and, affili- and Associates down. And it's all collapsing because they're so stinking corrupt. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you know me, you've known that I've uh, undergone quite a physical transformation in the last couple of years. And you can elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discovering new gut-friendly, healthy recipes every day. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying your hunger. It's about feeling good with every bite. Every nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipe developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloating, also boost energy and immunity. I used to spend a lot of time wondering what I'd be eating for the next lunch or dinner with Green Chef. I already have a, a finished selection of healthy meals to choose from so I can focus more on the rest of the day. Now's your chance to save money, discover an easier life with prepared, healthy meals in your fridge. Go to greenchef.com 60 Newsmax to get 60% off. That's greenchef.com 60 Newsmax. You get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Get your time and health back with fully prepared healthy meals at greenchef.com 60newsmax. Use promo code 60newsmax to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. greenchef.com 60newsmax.
0: Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at
1: Caskers.com.
0: This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: And some days it's uh, kind of hard to be funny because, you know the state of the country. But I do my level best every day to come in and uh, not only present you with the facts, uh, but also to point out the nonsense. Because uh, 2024 has to be the year where we turn away from Nonsense and back to common sense. That's it. Here's the number, eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Well, you know that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas' has, uh, impeachment has passed through the House uh, because he uh, opened the southern border. He created also, by the way, nobody is talking about this, he created the Disinformation Governance Board. So he was in charge of censoring speech about everything. If you disagreed with COVID protocols, if you said there was something wrong with the 2020 election, which, you know, the federal government was involved in. If you thought that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, if you think CRT is crap, if you think transgenderism was nonsensical, it is nonsensical. All of that was declared disinformation and misinformation. And you can thank the uh, love child of Gollum and a uh, gargoyle, uh, and that is Alejandro Mayorkas. Yesterday, by the way, I have to play this again, because this is uh, Democrat Robert Garcia saying, and it is quoting a a book written by a New York Times reporter from Hearsay, that Donald Trump wanted to line the border with moats filled with alligators. Uh, And he thought that would be a turnoff to people. I thought it was actually a pretty good idea.
9: Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some Again, I'll
1: stop you when I think it's a bad idea
9: <laughs> on the border. That's another Donald Trump yeah. and MAGA majority border idea. Yeah. Another idea what which I'm not sure how how well it would go is yeah. he wants to actually bomb Northern Mexico with missiles.
1: Now, I already said that we got to spend some special ops in there, paint some targets, blow some people to smithereens. All the people putting together, uh, all the all the drug mules, all of the uh, all of the uh, manufacturing plants for the fentanyl and everything. Hell yeah,
9: that's another Trump idea.
1: Now uh, this morning, apparently Democrats have found a another piece of audio from Donald Trump. This reportedly surreptitiously recorded in the Oval Office about his plans for the southern border. You know,
10: I have one simple request.
1: Mm-hmm. And that is to have sharks with
10: frickin' laser beams attached yeah. to their heads. Mm-hmm. Now, evidently, my cycloptic colleague informs me that that can't be done. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. What do we have? Sea
1: bass. Right. Yeah, there you go. So Donald Trump wanted sharks with frickin' laser beams, but was not able to get them. Unbelievable. Let's talk about the uh, January the 6th committee and uh, January the 6th hostages, shall we? There's no
8: trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. This is Jim Gossett. Everything about it is deceiving. Pretty much. The January 6th committee lies. Uh Uh-huh. A total crock. That no one is believing the tales they're weaving
4: nobody buys no damage to the There's capital no
1: people but
8: joe's people who fall for this lame show they've subpoenaed trump and no one knows what for this time they've opened the wrong door hey. with them donald trump would surely <laughs> mop the floor Oh! Yeah, it is. And it was, by the way. And it
1: failed. It failed. It didn't show that there was an insurrection. There was no insurrection. It's a joke. It's been that way since the beginning, since the day after when the media said there were hundreds of millions of dollars worth of damage. And there was no damage when the uh, when Kamala Harris and others said it was the worst attack since 9-11. And nobody, nobody was murdered that day except for Ashley Babbitt. And I don't believe that 350 people leaped to their deaths from the burning Capitol and hundreds of police officers and civilians were crushed to death as the Capitol fell. So if you don't understand that sort of hyperbole and what it's there for by the left, then honestly get out of the discussion. Because it's clear they are lying and obfuscating and telling you that you can't believe your own eyes. That's why they sat on the videotape forever. And what do we find out? Yeah, they stayed in the velvet ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least two January the 6th defendants got out from behind bars because the Supreme Court is reviewing the legitimacy of charging them with obstructing an official proceeding, which is one of the Fed's favorite charges for people who breach the Capitol. January 6th defendant Joseph Fisher accuses prosecutors of viewing an overly broad interpretation of obstructing an official proceeding to launch hundreds of cases stemming from the Capitol riot, including against former President Donald Trump. But until then, at least two defendants successfully petitioned petitioned for early release, pending the decision. More are lining up for the chance to get out of jail, while the justice is sorted out. Prosecutors have charged more than 300 of nearly 1,000 January the sixth defendants with violating the obstruction statute. At least 152 people were convicted or pleaded guilty to obstructing an official proceeding, and more than 100 have been sentenced. And all of their lives have been ruined. And many have been placed on a terrorist watch list so they can't fly. I told you, we have a bourgeoisie, we have a proletariat, we are the proletariat, the bourgeois in Washington, D.C., the ruling class, they feast on foie gras, and we get the crumbs, and now we have a Bastille. This won't end well for those in power. After entering the Capitol a building by walking over a broken glass from a window that fellow rioters had smashed, one of the protesters uh, pushed past the line of police and moved with the other rioters upstairs to enter the Senate floor, where he recorded on his cell phone for several minutes before being uh, before being taken out. That's what he did. Was let in, went past the guards, did a selfie. Yeah. The uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah. Uh, the government argued against releasing uh, one of the uh, defendants, uh, telling the uh, judge he was convicted and had no right to be free on bail. They proved that otherwise. Uh, another uh, defendant, Alex, Alexander Shepard, successfully petitioned for early release. Shepard was uh, convicted on the same charge of obstructing an official proceeding as well as other misdemeanors. He has been incarcerated since uh, November. November. Yeah, of uh, on a 19-month sentence. Now, some of these defendants have been in jail for 1,000 days without a trial. How would you feel if that were your uh, husband or your dad or your brother? Yeah. Also, a sleeping giant case could up in Jack Smith's prosecution of Trump. Joseph uh, W. Fisher versus the United States is the case that the court agreed to hear in December. It makes no direct reference to Trump. Joe Fisher, a defendant who was charged on January the 6th, is at issue here. And the question at hand is whether or not the DOJ and prosecutors have been abusing the law passed in 2002 to punish financial crimes and have uh, extended that into uh, obstructing an official proceeding. So they're using a statute uh, that has never been used for this to, uh, to go after people for sentences of up to 20 years. They're also going after Donald Trump uh, for, a number of, uh, for a number of reasons uh, using Civil War statutes and getting him off the ballot using Civil War statutes about the insurrection. Mm-hmm. But all of this is coming out. It is coming out. We all understand. We all understand it. it's a lie. And then there was a story we talked about last week. We had uh, Darren Beatty from Revolver News on, and he said that there were two pipe bombs that were planted near the RNC and DNC headquarters. And uh, suddenly they were discovered at the same time, both by Capitol Hill police officers who were in plain clothes. Weird, right about the same time. It's like it was some sort of a plant. Yeah a mysterious suspect planted two pipe bombs at the rnc and dnc dc headquarters january the 5th the alleged pipe bomb was safely detonated by a bomb squad january the 6th however there's no proof the bombs were even operable in fact fbi whistleblower kyle Serafin reported in may of 2023 that the technicians who worked on the program told him the devices were inoperable the culprit was caught on video but never caught by the fbi the greatest intelligence agency in the world the U.S. Capitol was shut down on January the 6th after the feds found the bombs near the Republican and Democrat Party headquarters. Isn't that weird? The FBI still can't find the person who planted the bombs, even though they have their license plate number. Huh. It's also revealed the J-6 pipe bomber was a former government official. And here is uh, 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 Congressman Massey, Thomas Massey talking to Matt Gates about uh, the uh, Capitol Hill bomber. I learned that uh, backpack guy, January 6th backpack guy. Now, this is the person who walked up to the police and said, hey, there's a pipe bomb over there. Not to be confused with January 5th
10: backpack person. Uh, the backpack guy was a uh, non-uniform, you know, clothes police officer. In, you know, in the employ of the Capitol Hill Police.
1: A Capitol Police officer, isn't that weird? The same police that kind of let people into the building, just let them come on in, waved them on in
11: and everything, and now all those people are like in jail or in serious financial jeopardy. The the person who found the pipe bomb, the person who, DeAntuano, who is leading the investigation, say, yeah. oh, yeah, and the person who found it, it'd be Investigation 101 that they would be a suspect initially until ruled out. You would think. You're saying that person was an undercover, plain-closed Capitol Police officer, and the Capitol Police confirmed that to you today. They confirmed that to me today, yes.
1: Well, that is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Why would that happen? We're just strolling along, strolling along, all of a sudden we find a pipe bomb, and then a little while later, 15 minutes later, right about the time of the breach of the Capitol, they find another one? And the police who were sitting there do nothing about it? They let a, a group of school children go by? One of the pipe bombs would have been easily found. It was right by the DNC headquarters where Kamala Harris was going to be the very next day. She drove by her motorcade, that area, and they didn't do a sweep and find it. No bomb sniffing jogs, nothing. Inoperable pipe bombs. They didn't work at all. What kind of person would plant an, you know, an inoperable pipe bomb? Well, somebody who wanted to create some sort of crisis to shut down the Capitol, right? Wouldn't you think? here is uh, Thomas Massey about the uh, the bombs themselves
10: this plainclothes police officer who had been in the vicinity of that one they had just found that the timing is remarkable because weird it found oh it was found five minutes before the breach of the bicycle racks uh, near at the perimeter of the Capitol. Uh-huh. just a miraculous timing that you know would have provided exactly the right timing to distract after sitting in an alley for 17 hours weird found by somebody who says she was going to go do her laundry yes they respond to that uh they secure the area and 15 minutes later
11: they find this other bomb like what miraculous timing <laughs> well i de- I definitely don't believe yeah that the capitol police would purposefully go and set a bomb anywhere that could potentially blow up and do anyone harm yeah. I, I i am not there that they would do something yeah. like that however yes. you seem to point out in questioning with the atf director yeah. that this wasn't an operational bomb that was going to blow up and hurt anybody remember that right the the um assistant director in charge he went on tv and
10: and said these were operable bombs and you know offered a reward put out a message that they played on tv
1: yeah Yeah, and and why didn't the FBI continue the investigation? It's one of the biggest blockbuster stories of the year, that somebody tried to blow up the RNC and DNC headquarters. We now find that they were inoperable bombs that were planted and discovered by Capitol Police officers. Weird!
10: Also, I see that you're cooperating with the FBI. The ATF is on the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. This
1: is uh, Massey questioning an FBI official on the investigation. I want you to listen to this. What can you tell us
9: about how that's going uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation. So you see
1: why they haven't found the bomber? Because they want to be able to say there's an ongoing criminal investigation and they can't answer any questions on it. Do you, do you understand that yet? Yeah,
9: it's their tactic. And so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, I mean, again. The ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing criminal investigation. That's
1: interesting because if it's an ongoing criminal investigation, even when you're under oath, you can't answer the question because it's an ongoing criminal investigation. Isn't
9: that funny? And under longstanding policy, (laughs) I cannot comment. And we've just had a whole committee for two
10: years that investigated ongoing investigations. So I'm not accepting that answer from you. Uh, We need to know these things. Do you know how the pipe bomb was discovered at the DNC?
1: And what's We've he going to say? say? And what's he going to say?
10: According to a press release
9: from the FBI, you're working with them on this investigation. Respectfully, um, I understand your disagreement, but I cannot comment because it is an ongoing, ongoing
1: investigation, of course. And here is uh, Massey talking to Gates about the bombs.
11: Why would they do this? Why would anyone try to um, plant these phony, fake devices. I'll tell
1: you what, I'm going to share the answer on the other side of the break, because we're up against a break here. Uh, you'll want to hear it. Don't go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense.
0: Common again. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: All right, so here is uh, Thomas Massey and Matt Gates talking about the reason why there were fake bombs planted. And uh, near the RNC and DNC headquarters on January the, uh, January the 5th and discovered on the 6th.
11: Why would they do this? Why would anyone try to um, plant these phony, fake devices in order to create confusion that day? Oh, there and you go. Do you have a working theory? You just this, answered it. This is buried in the back of the January 6th committee report.
10: There was a call to bring more bike racks to the Capitol. They had hundreds of them loaded up, ready to bring to the Capitol, to reinforce the Capitol. And it turns out those never made it because this DNC pipe bomb was discovered and they set
11: up a perimeter and blocked them from coming. So So if there was a booby trap intended to um, have people commit a technical violation of federal criminal law with no intent to break the law, uh, that was facilitated perhaps by the
1: so it really wasn't about planting the bombs, it was the reaction that had to happen shutting down the area surrounding
11: the Capitol. Very interestingly timed discovery of these two devices. Yeah, whether there was intent
10: or not, the, the result of this, according to the January sixth committee, was that uh it made it easier to breach the Capitol.
1: Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. The truth is coming out. The truth is coming out. And uh, this is what Donald Trump, when he talks about your retribution, this is what he means, because uh, that's what I want. I want retribution. I want retribution for all of this, all of the times that I was told that my opinion was disinformation or misinformation, and I knew I was right. I want retribution for it. I want people to pay for it. I want I want Anthony Fauci to pay for my kids and and what happened to their education. You know, I I want I want uh, payback for the people who are in jail in Washington D.C. On, uh, in, a, in a jail cell for a 1,000 days without a trial for a, uh, a, a lie was perpetrated by the federal government on January the 6th. I want all of that. I want retribution. I want, I want retribution for a government that every year uh, experiences $250 billion worth of fraud and, and lets people get away with it. I want retribution for a government that spent $1.5 trillion on a COVID uh, response and a half a trillion dollars went to fraud. I want retribution to people who've gotten rich, filthy, filthy rich, while the rest of us suffered. I want people in Washington, D.C., who've used their power and influence and their position to enrich themselves using the stock market while the rest of the country starved. All of that. And it'll, and it'll happen. And it'll happen, by the way. Oh, did you hear this? Uh, there is another uh, instance of a... Uh, uh, a, a Harvard staff member being uh, uh, apparently plagiarizing. Apparently, there is a damning complaint against Harvard's DEI czar, Sherry Carlston. Extensive plagiarism here. A new complaint filed Monday with the university can suggest that the affirmative action expert, Sherry Ann Charleston, the uh, university's chief diversity and inclusion officer, may be a recent plagiarist. Washington Free Beacon uh, identified 40 examples of plagiarism in two of uh, Charleston's academic works, beginning with her 2009 dissertation. Quote, Charleston's Charleston's dissertation contains a lot of other scholars' language verbatim without quotation marks. Parts of Charleston's dissertations were published uh, previously word for word by her advisor Rebecca Scott and others. I know, isn't that funny? Uh, and this is what she said about plagiarism. She, she, she talked about uh, what does it mean if a PhD dissertation is plagiarized? It means that the, cred- the credential is based on falsehoods. It is, in effect, counterfeit currency, is what she said. It has long been the practice of many universities to revoke the degrees of people later found to have plagiarized their dissertations or who committed research fraud on their way to the Ph.D. Charleston said in a 2021 speech to Harvard students, quote, the dissertation is not your masterpiece. The dissertation is only and will always only be a demonstration of your ability to conduct original research, period. Don't try to be great is what she said. Unbelievable. So the the DEI czar, uh, supposedly helped by her husband, had been uh, published two years prior to in a 2012 Journal of Diversity and Higher Education paper. The complaint notes that there's no knowledge in Charleston's 2014 paper that is substantially a reprint of a 2012 article. So she, the diversity uh, uh, leader, appears to be a DEI hire herself and is also a plagiarist, just like the ex-president Claudine Gay. Clearly it's racism. Let's take a break and come back. We'll be talking to Judge Andrew Napolitano about uh, Donald Trump's legal cases, all political, after this.
9: You've talked about using some of trump's money that you're about to get um to help shore up women's rights do you know
6: what that might be what that might look like yes rachel yes i had such such great ideas (laughs) for all the good i'm going to do with this money first thing rachel you and i are going to go shopping we're going to get completely (laughs) new wardrobes
1: wow that is uh, a eugene carroll bragging about the 83 million dollars that a judge gave her for saying uh, well Donald Trump said that she didn't uh, he didn't rape her and uh, she said she did and there's no evidence but she got 83 million dollars and that's what she said she's going to do with the money that's that's her idea of shoring up women's rights I have got to hear what judge Andrew Napolitano has to say about this and he is on the uh, Newsmax hotline hello judge how you doing today sir uh,
12: great, Rob, and even better now that I'm with you, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm glorious. Uh, we actually have temperatures that are above freezing, which is kind of nice because, uh, I don't know if you knew this, we had a playoff game here while it was it was nine de- degrees below zero just a couple weeks ago. Well, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying life.
12: The, I'm sorry for the outcome of that game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm in northwest New Jersey where it's around freezing and there's just a, a dusting, just a covering of snow on the ground.
1: Well, very good. Let me ask you about uh, the uh, E. Jean Carroll verdict, the $83 million settlement and her reaction to Rachel Maddow's questioning the night before last. Uh, the case is going to be appealed. Do you suppose that will come back to bite her in the rear end?
12: Probably not. I mean, she looks ridiculous in the uh, comments with Maddow. Maybe we give her a little bit of a breathing room since she's in a, a celebratory mood. She got substantially more than than the case was uh, worth. Uh, This is a very complicated uh, legal issue. I'll do my best to break it down. Um, She accused Trump of raping her in the early 90s. She made the accusation in 2019 when the state of New York opened up the window for uh, the statute of limitations window for adult survivors of uh, sexual assault. Uh, Normally, it's uh, two years um, but the the legislature, in its infinite wisdom, uh, opened it up with no limit for a year. During that time period, she tr- sued Trump. While he was in the White House, he said, she's ugly, she's not my type, I didn't go anywhere near her, she's lying, she's a kook. She added to the complaint not only the rape, but the defamation. Trump sent the de- the two complaints, the one for defamation, the one for rape, to the Justice Department. And said, I'm the president, and that some crazy lady is suing me, defend me. And the DOJ said, Okay, you're right. And then her lawyers challenged that. Uh, and it took uh, three years for it to work its way uh, through the court. Uh, by the time it had worked its way through the court, uh, first a trial judge and then three appellate judges, they decided that he uh, was not immune from this type of litigation, and it was not the obligation of the taxpayers. Uh, To defend him. By the time they made that determination, the first of these E. Jean Carroll uh, trials had taken place. That was the rape trial in which Trump was found not to have raped her, but to have sexually assaulted her, and the jury awarded her $5 million. Then the the court said to the DOJ, you can't defend him. Then he realized he has to have his own lawyers to defend him. Then the lawyer that defended him in the first case, Joe Tacopina, a great, great trial lawyer in New York City, quit for reasons never made known uh, public. Then a new team of lawyers came in. Then they tried the second case. That's the one for defamation. In that case, uh, D. Jean Carroll was awarded $5 million for one defamatory statement, $11 million for another defamatory statement that the former president allegedly made and $65 million in punitive. Now, in the second trial, the issue of defamation was not before the jury because the judge had already decided as a matter of law that Trump defamed her. And the issue of whether he raped or sexually assaulted her was not before the jury because the jury in the first case decided that he did not rape her, but he did sexually assault her. So I'm getting to the end of this, Rob. The only issue... <laughs> A long explanation I apologize. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm trying to break it it. I and appreciate the it. The only issue yeah. in the second trial, the one that was resolved um last Friday, was how much money if any he owes her. So the the two defamation verdicts for 5 and 11 were based on expert testimony that she produced demonstrating to the jury that it would cost her that much money to repair her reputation. I don't buy that, oh. but the jury did. The third component, the $65 million, the jury pulls out of thin air just on the basis of their knowledge of his wealth, which was before them, and what, how much money it would take to punish a person as wealthy as Donald Trump. That's where you come up with the uh, $83 million, um, the, the two defamation verdicts and the uh, punitive damages. Now, in order to file an appeal in federal court, He's got to pay that $83 million to the court, or, or he has to get an insurance policy that names the court as the beneficiary uh, with uh, with property pledged in excess of $83 million so that if he takes off, he's not going to take off, where's he going to go? He's not going to go to the White House. If he doesn't cough up the money when the court says he owes it, the insurance carrier will cough it up. seize his assets and sell them. That's the predicament he's now in. In the meantime, we are all waiting. We expected this today, and it may still come this afternoon. The verdict in the civil fraud trial, another crazy case against him, brought by the Attorney General uh, of New York, where she's looking for, hold on to your seat, Rob, $370 million.
1: Now let me ask you this, Judge, because uh, if they did something as bat guano crazy as eighty-three million dollars to uh, a woman who was not sexually assaulted, I'm just going to say it: there's no evidence of it whatsoever. It's bull crap. So I'll just get that out of the way. But uh, but, uh, do you suppose that this jackweed would uh, would say, even though the banks went ahead and they had to decide on their own whether they wanted to give Donald Trump the money for the bank loans that he paid back, which everybody does? Do you suppose that there's a chance that this jerk will say? Well, we're going to go ahead and make it a billion dollars. Do you suppose something that absurd would happen, considering the absurdity of this uh, of this E. Gene Carroll case? Well, I
12: don't think so uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the state... Uh, first of all, this is a crazy case, as you say, because there is no victim here. Uh, Trump's witnesses consisted of the banks which lend, loaned him the money. And to a person, they said... He was a great customer. He paid on time. He paid us back. He didn't lie to us. He didn't cheat us. We made money. He made money. We would loan money to him again. But there's no victim here. But New York has this crazy statute that allows the AG to sue in behalf of phantom victims when nobody was defrauded of a nickel if there are bookkeeping errors. Now, the reason I don't think the judge is going to come up with a billion is because his decision— which clearly will be appealed and scrutinized by an appellate court, no matter how he rules, must be based on the evidence. And the evidence in the case, even in a light most favorable to the government, only shows only shows 370 million. And there, the, the punitive in this case is not money. The punitive here uh, is the loss of his license to engage in real estate in New York City which, of course, is a very, very valuable asset to him. The other punitive is uh, the forced sale uh, of his assets. There already is a retired federal judge by the name of Barbara Jones, who's the monitor of the Trump organization. Last night, she produced a very, very negative report for the trial judge in this case, which he's probably taking into account uh, as he prepares his, uh, his final uh, ruling. So. Let's talk
1: Can, can no, we talk, talk about though. the font? Yeah, well, it's all bullcrap. They're all political indictments. Very, it's nakedly obvious. And, and honestly, I think the American people are done with it. Uh, you know, we cannot have a justice system like this. We cannot have the vote taken away from us. Uh, we cannot have these sorts of abuses and usurpations stand uh, when it beca- when it's a political opponent because it'll eventually come back around. But let's talk about Fawny Willis hiring her boyfriend to uh, pr- prosecute Donald Trump uh, for election interference. He had no uh, uh, experience at this whatsoever and yet made twice as much money <laughs> as the experts in the case. We also know that the federal government gave her department $14 million to pursue these uh, these allegations against Donald Trump. Where does this go from here? She is up against uh, uh, impeachment and uh, 22 counts in the uh, Georgia Georgia House. What do you think about that?
12: Well, um, what, my, what I think about it is what, what was she thinking when she did this, that obviously was a bonehead, uh, move that obviously was not in the best interest of her client. Her client is the taxpayers and the voters uh, of Fulton County, Georgia, which includes uh, Atlanta and some of the suburbs. Uh, so she made a really terrible mistake. She should step aside. In the interest of uh, of removing all this agita from the case, the case has. I I think this is also a very bad case against Trump. I don't think there's grounds for a RICO charge here. I can get into that if you want, but without getting too into the weeds, uh, RICO was intended to bankrupt the mob. RICO is used when somebody is. Shaking down somebody else for money. RICO allows the government to come in and take three times the amount of money that was shaken down, repay the victim, and then remit the rest back uh, to the government. There isn't the a slightest whiff of that kind of an allegation there. So I think she used the wrong statute. Nevertheless, her personal behavior in here, uh, her abuse of taxpayer uh, dollars, her hiring somebody who's obviously not the, the, the qualified person to try this case, indicates to me she should probably resign in order to avoid the (laughs) impeachment or at least step back from the case in order to remove all the odds that around her from the case. If I were the trial judge, that's what I would suggest. And then if she didn't uh, take up my suggestion, I would order
1: it. Do you suppose that she will uh, be disbarred eventually because of this?
12: I don't think it's disbarrable. Uh, it, she might be suspended, meaning she can't practice law for a finite period of time, disbarment is per, permanent. Um, but I, I would imagine that her political career is over, even in a place like uh, Atlanta. No matter how much animosity there is uh, toward Trump, that people can understand right from wrong what this lady did was highly improper. It does not affect the case. I know the defendants some of them I know personally, want the uh, charges against them thrown out. I don't blame them for asking for it, but this is not the type of prosecutorial misconduct that results in the charges being dismissed. It results in the prosecutor being dismissed.
1: Well, we will uh, we will see, Judge, uh, clearly, though, that uh, all of these cases have arrived at this time in history to interfere in the 2024 election. Your and fact, uh, wh- I
12: could not agree with you more. And the public sees that, and it's manifested uh, in the polls. Uh, no, yeah. no question about it. The more a dirt they throw at him, uh, the stronger he becomes politically.
1: I think. Uh, I mean, now that we know about it, I think it's because they've uh, they've been very sloppy about it. They've been very sloppy and very open about it because they think that Donald Trump is somehow public enemy number one. They've tried to make him into Al Capone, but the American people aren't buying it. And so they got very sloppy, and they hired idiots like Fonny Willis. And it's very clear. I don't know if you, if you saw Alan Dershowitz on uh, Newsmax last week. He said, they, she's an idiot. I mean, you know, they, they put this woman in, uh, she, and she's a complete moron. Nobody would do this. Nobody in their right mind who had half a brain would do something as obviously questionable as hiring her boyfriend who has no experience to go after the president of the United States.
12: It is, uh, it is a serious, serious lack of judgment. I'm very fond of Professor Dershowitz. She likes to go for people's jugular. I would rather yes. attack what they do and say rather than attack them as a person. But let me say, there's a lot of support for what Professor Dershowitz said.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, clearly, uh, I don't think that she is uh, of a high intellectual caliber. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Uh, Judge Napolitano, it's always great to talk to you, my brother. Where can people find you on social media?
12: Well, my, uh, my podcast is Judging Freedom uh, on YouTube. My, my website is Judge Knapp. And like you, I happily work for Newsmax, where I appear uh, about eight or nine times a week, usually in, on the morning show, the 6 to 9 a.m. show, and usually Carl Higby's show at 5 o'clock. Those are my two home bases.
1: And also the flagship radio station of the Newsmax Radio Network, the Rob Carson Show. Thank you very much. It's,
12: uh, it's a great <laughs> radio network, and I am thrilled to play a small part in it. Rob, thank
1: you. All right, my brother, will you have a, a great rest of your week weekend? Weekend, and we'll talk again soon. All the best. All the best. All right, very good. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Judge Napolitano for being on the show today. Kind of breaking down the, you uh, know, he's you know what. Sometimes you got to bring in a legal expert. That's all I got to say. You can't digest all of this stuff. I know all of these, uh, all of these uh, persecutions of Donald Trump are purely political, and and eventually those in power, those who have uh, perpetrated this on the American people, are going to get a little what fur. They are going to get a little what for big time, because the people are uh, very awake and very alert to what's happening in the country, uh, the people in power in this country, and we are in the uh, I would say I would say we're in the uh, the seedling stage of a new American revolution. You know that part where you when you're a little kid and you got the, the the science experiment you put the whatever seed in there you know well the seed is already germinated in the bottom there and it's poking out of the uh, out of the ground right now and people are seeing all of the nonsense. Stephen Turley was on with uh, Seb Gorka on Newsmax the other night. Stephen Turley is a a political pundit, uh, author, uh, academic. I enjoy him a lot. Um, and he says that this is a worldwide revolt, it's, it's spreading across the world, and it's going to become uh, a tsunami that's unavoidable.
9: And it's not just him. Why are we seeing people like Geert Wilders in the Netherlands come to power? You mentioned Georgia Maloney. Why is, uh, why is even uh, Narendra Modi of the BJP, a Hindu nationalist party in India, they're set for a th- their third straight landslide win. What's going on there? And it's all when you look at it and you hear the themes and you kind of break them down it's all the same thing just like you said there is a massive revolt against top-down dictatorial leadership i i love how you put it i mean i can't think of anything more authoritarian than to shut down the debate and say either you're with us or you're a fascist. Either you embrace this political correctness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you're a racist. That's the kind of authoritarianism that's indicative, ironically, of fascism.
1: I really am loving the uh, the video of these French farmers uh, taking their uh, manure haulers, manure spreaders to the uh, the capitals of government and spraying the buildings with feces. I never thought I'd say that before. But uh, I think the people are, are singing uh, in a big way. Here's a little bit more from Stephen Turley about the death throes of the
9: left. Yeah, they're they're scared. They're terrified. Um, f- first of all, just here at home, this was never supposed to happen. Uh, two impeachments, uh, a J6 kangaroo committee broadcast live on national television, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, days and days of it. Four indictments, 90-plus felony charges. All of this was supposed to blow Trump to smithereens and when the dust cleared from that bombardment not only was your old boss standing there he was standing there with a smile and he was just gently flicking the dust off his shoulder. <laughs> now
1: all of the stuff you know all these indictments all of the uh, you know the Eugene Carroll verdict and uh, presumably this this other verdict that's going to come out today that uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, lied about property values and their tr- it's all punitive it's all meant to tear him apart it's all meant to destroy him. And the only person who could have weathered all of this is Donald Trump, you know this. Even if you don't like Donald Trump. Ronda DeSantis wouldn't have weathered this it. the money for it. Nikki Haley would never wear, weather this. They they don't have the the stones to do it. Donald Trump has stood up to them like a prize fighter every single time. Who would, I mean, most people would be suicidal compared to what Donald Trump has been through, what his family has been through. Most people would be suicidal, but he's got himself up, he's dusted himself off, and he said, I'm going to fight again. And, And all of the forces of evil in our federal government, all of the deep state are out against him. If you don't realize that, then get out of the way. Because when he does become the president... things are going to change and people are going to pay for what they've done to you, to me, and to the country. That's it. All right, let's take a break, come back, wrap this thing up, shall we? This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. If you want to check out the podcast, please do and share it with others. It's the entire show, sans Commercials. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. Hang in there. We're winning, guys. God bless you, America, Israel, and until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the wildly popular Newsmax Daily Podcast, available for free along with Jerry Callahan, Rob Carson, and other great podcasts at newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts.
0: Ah, uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.